What's up guys, 19.3 was just released and the process is here again to give you guys our tips and strategy breakdown of the four time workout that we got ahead of us right now with the 10 minute time cap. As a reminder, what it's gonna be is it's starting off with a 200 foot dumbbell overhead walking lunge followed by 50 dumbbell box step ups only one box and it's not or only one dumbbell one box obviously and we're not going over so it's just a step up and then back down followed by 50 strict handstand push-ups and then another 200 feet but this time of handstand walking all right and obviously this thing can be scaled to a bear crawl but what this looks like obviously if you guys saw the open announcement we wrote down some splits for you guys to kind of think about here a, a timeline of how long each movement might take you guys if you look at Lauren Fisher what she did when she was going through this was the dumbbell overhead walking lunge took her about two-ish minutes to get through maybe a little bit faster than that um, and then the 50 dumbbell box step over she got done with that at four minutes so giving her six minutes to do the um, 50 strict handstand push-ups and the 200 foot handstand walk from there she finished her 50 strict handstand push-ups at seven minutes so it took her about three minutes to do the the 50 strict handstand push-ups and then she didn't get through her 200 foot handstand walk i think she made it about 150 ish feet i think she had one more down and back to go before she completed within the time cap so obviously elite athletes are getting capped at this one so based on that you can kind of maybe already see where you're going to be whether this is this workout is more of a strength for you or a weakness um, so there's there's originally some things to think about when you're going through this workout one can you do strict handstand push-ups that's gonna be where a lot of people bottleneck right what's get what you're gonna see here is that uh, everybody's probably most likely gonna be able to get through the dumbbell overhead walking lunge followed by the dumbbell step up all right whether that takes them nine minutes or if they can get through it like Lauren Fisher did in four minutes you're gonna see people complete those and then be able to get to the wall and practice that handstand push-up or variation of that based on your age group or scaling so based on that your strategy is gonna be how well you are as an athlete at things like strict handstand push-ups and handstand walking under fatigue this isn't just a normal handstand walk this is handstand walking under fatigue and we're going to talk about why you're really fatigued by that point here in a second so what i want you to think about if you're the type of athlete that hey you're going to do this thing rx and you've never done a strict handstand push-up before but you just want to get there as fast as you can then you need to be the person that comes out of the gate hot and stays hot for the 200 foot uh dumbbell overhead walking lunge and the dumbbell box step-ups so that way when you get to the handstand push-ups one you're gonna be tired no matter what but one you're gonna have now more time to rest recover before you get to attempt maybe your first strict handstand push-up ever all right otherwise you're then gonna have one of the fastest tie break times out there uh, with the same rep number as everybody else who didn't get their one strict handstand push-up all right if you're the type of athlete going into this that you know like hey I can do a couple strict handstand push-ups but I know that I can't complete 50 for you this is going to be slowing it down just a little bit so you're gonna kind of come out with a little bit more pace on the lunges on the step-ups so that way when you get to that strict handstand push-ups you're not as taxed one and then two you have a little bit more time now to be able to knock out faster sets so obviously not starting off with like a big set of 10 if that's your upper limit maybe it's starting off with like uh, Alessandra Pacelli did where she jumped out with like two or three reps at a time 
maybe that's you, okay? Or maybe you do singles, right? Kick up, go down, kick up, and then push off the wall really quick so you're not hanging out in a handstand push-up type position. And hopefully if you bought yourself enough time, you're gonna be able to get through that and be able to try to attempt a handstand walk, unless you might be able to do that, but not handstand push-ups, and that's okay. If you know you can get those, make sure you're watching your rest break and you're not giving yourself too much time, so that way you can get through those strict handstand push-ups and get on to at least get as far down in that handstand walk as you can. Whether that's five feet, 10 feet, that's gonna be a big separator for a lot of people who can't even handstand walk. Now, if you're the type of person that can go through this workout and you're like, hey, 50 strict handstand push-ups, no biggie, whether you go bigger sets, whether you go smaller sets, we'll talk about that in a second, but if you're the type of person that can look at these movements in this workout and go, you know what, I can get through the strict handstand push-ups and then my workout's gonna be in the handstand walk or maybe this workout is for time for me, then what you need to do is come out on the dumbbell work a little bit slower, right? So thinking about keeping an even smooth cadence, not letting your heart rate get too taxed, not letting your grip, your shoulders, um, your core get too taxed, so that way when you get to the handstand push-ups, you can shine a little bit. And then when you get onto the handstand walk, you can go as far as you can without having to break or come down. All right, so based on where you guys know you're at, we're all still gonna be having to go through these movements, so let's talk about each one specifically. First, the dumbbell overhead walking lunge. Some of the biggest things that we want you to keep in mind while you're doing this is a couple things starting with how you turn. So obviously, you can go up to 25 feet out and then 25 feet back and do that for four out and backs, essentially. When you're doing this and you get your foot past that last line, don't continue to walk a couple steps. Don't set that dumbbell down. Don't uh, stutter step a couple times. Really work on standing up, turning around, and then taking your next step. The less transition time you have between all of those turns, the better you're gonna be, the faster you're gonna be able to get to that dumbbell box step up, or essentially the more cadence, breathing rhythm, everything you're gonna be able to keep with that, all right? Switching hands. Uh, for some people, they have probably one hand that's a little bit more mobile, can come more by their, their head, can be overhead a little bit longer than another, but we want you guys to switch so you're not really taxing the one that feels good, all right, because you're going to have to come back and use that a little bit later for your strict handstand push-up. So, making sure you're switching hands. Um, so the weight's overhead. What I would say to do, if you want to switch hands, which you probably should, at least every down, every 25 feet you should probably switch, or every down and back you should switch, switch hands, what we would say to do is from here, if you can just transfer that dumbbell over, awesome, you got stability, there you go, take off walking again. Um, or if you need to take it down to your shoulders, switch it over, then press it up so it's stable, awesome. Do that while you're turning or at that turn so that way you don't accidentally drop it, get a no rep or have to take a couple steps back, right? You don't lose, um, you, you don't have to get any no reps if you switch and you mess up while you're behind that line, right? But we don't wanna mess up within that 25 foot segment. The biggest thing we wanna see also is consistency with reps. So as you guys are doing these lunges and you're going from one foot to the next, don't bring your feet up together and pause in the middle to then take another step forward, all right? Think about taking that back leg, swing it all the way through to that next step. So the less pauses you have there, the better, all right? Um, and the more stacked you can get that dumbbell, obviously if you have limited mobility, this movement might, might be a little hard if you can only get your arm out so far. If you can keep that dumbbell as stacked over your, over your elbow, over your shoulder as possible, over your hip, 
the better that weight's gonna feel, the easier it's gonna be to hold it right there next to your body. 200 feet might seem like a lot, but it's gonna go by. Just think about being smooth, being consistent, finding the cadence, and not putting that dumbbell down. You're not gonna need to, okay? You just gotta fight that mental urge to. Then, when we transfer onto the dumbbell step up, obviously you saw that you could hold this dumbbell any way you wanted. You could hold it in one hand, you could hold it on your shoulder, you can hold it behind your head, you can hold it front rack, you can hold it wherever, as long as it's touching some part of your body was the standard, all right? And it's not a step over, it's just a, both feet have to stand on top of the box and your hips have to be extended with the dumbbell touching your body somewhere, all right? So, after messing around with a couple different variations, the key one we want you guys to think about is placing the dumbbell on top of your shoulder so you're not having to physically hold it anywhere. It's resting on your torso, it's resting on your core enough so that way when you guys go to step up, it's almost like if you were doing a back squat or a front squat, right? If your hands are both overhead holding that dumbbell, while that might seem comfortable for a little bit, what do you think that's gonna do to your arms and your, and your hands when you go to do the handstand pushups, right? All that blood is kind of rushing back. So what we recommend is starting with the dumbbell on one shoulder, maybe you just hold the top head of that dumbbell while you're doing your first set, maybe, or while you're doing your 50, we're not breaking it up into sets, but what you do is maybe you break off every 10 reps, you're gonna switch shoulders, or maybe you do 25 on one shoulder, switch 25 on the other, um, but you're still letting it rest with on your shoulder and you're giving each shoulder, each hand, a little bit of, of equal work, all right? The key point to this box step up that we guys want you to think about trying in your warm up and seeing if it works, is using the corner of the box. So that way when you're going to step up, you're not having to pull your foot completely up and over. Maybe some of you guys have to pull that hip up and out as you're lifting it on top. Turn so you're using the corner of the box so that way your, your foot is traveling up and over together versus having to come up and around and over, all right? Now obviously, this has a lot of preference. Whatever works for you guys, um, we even tried holding it on one hand while we stepped up with the other hand and like throwing the weight up to see if that helped us. While that might feel good for the step up, that's gonna blast your arms, it's gonna blast your grip, um, maybe making you fatigue and have to switch a lot more than you want, maybe taxing those handstand push-ups a lot more than you want as well. All right, moving on to the handstand push-ups. Obviously, this one's gonna be very limited on you and your skills as an athlete. Um, also, knowing where your limiter is, if it's one rep, if it's uh, 10 reps, if it's 50 reps, however many this is, take that into consideration while you're going through these strict handstand push-ups and break it up so that way you don't hit fatigue until that last little bit, all right? Knowing that it's obviously gonna make the handstand walks a little bit harder, but if you know that 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 upper end of 50 uh, or, or, or so, handstand push-ups is gonna be hard for you, then we want you guys to think about holding off on maxing out that fatigue until you get all the way through, right? Hoping that you can recover a little bit enough to get a little bit of a handstand walk. If you know that, hey, I can get to my handstand walk with, with the time and I'm really good at handstand walking, try not to push that fatigue on 
at all. So that way, obviously it's gonna set in a little bit, but we don't wanna push to where we're completely fatigued and we can't even show our skills on the handstand walk, all right? Like I said, just getting to the handstand walk and doing one segment, one five foot segment is gonna set you above a lot of other people and, and kind of put you above that bottleneck, so to speak of the leaderboard or of your friends, whoever you're kind of competing and, and going against right here. Whenever you guys are breaking up these handstand push-ups, we want you to minimize the time that you aren't working but you're in the inversion uh, position. So think about this, if you kick up into a handstand hole or if you kick up to do a handstand push-up and you hang out in this locked out arm position for a second before you go down and then you, you hold your head at the bottom for a second before you kick back up, all of that is just time under tension adding up. So if you know you're gonna break this up into singles, doubles, triples, fives, tens, however many you want, biggest thing we want you to think about is that if you're not on the wall going up and down, you're off the wall, all right? Don't kick up and hold that position for a second and then go down, hold for a second, or every time you do a rep, you're hanging out at the second, you're hanging out for a second up at the top. Every second that you spend not working, and spinning inverted is just gonna be taxing your body even more, taxing your, your uh, pressing muscles a little bit more, so that way when you get to the handstand walk, you're just that much more fatigued and less efficient, all right? When you guys are doing these, these handstand push-ups, biggest thing we wanna see to help you finish each rep is to think about pressing your chest through. So as you're doing this handstand push-up, we don't wanna stay back behind our shoulders, think about pressing through the window as we like to call it, right? As soon as you press up, just like on a strict press, if you're pressing the barbell up above your head, you're not gonna keep the bar in front of your body, what are you gonna do? You're gonna press everything through. The more you can rotate that shoulder out, get your chest through, the easier that lockout position is gonna be for you, all right? Now, moving on to the handstand walk, this final thing here, obviously when you saw them get to it, they were hitting fatigue, right? They weren't able to just go 25 feet, stop, turn 25 feet back, uh, and continue to walk, they were failing uh, every single down, I think, except for uh, Alessandro Pacelli, but Lauren Fisher was failing almost every single time within a 25-foot period. Now, she knew she had to go because she was getting low on time, so maybe that's one reason that, that it was happening. But the biggest thing is your body position when you get to the handstand walk. <clears throat> if you saw how Lauren Fisher, when she started to fail, it was a lot of times from her core. So as she was doing this handstand walk position, Right, she's walking on her hands. Her core was really bowed out. It wasn't stacked, it wasn't tight. Um, she was losing a lot of her midline stability, hence that's why it was pulling her down um, very frequently, even if her arms and shoulders maybe had a little bit more in them. Now the more stacked you can get your arms, your wrists underneath your shoulders, the better obviously that's gonna be for you, right? If you're doing a handstand walking Y out here, Y shape, that's obviously gonna make it a little bit harder for you limiting the, the distance, the time under tension you're gonna be able to take. The more stacked you can get everything, the better you're gonna be, all right? So really thinking about staying stacked, and even if your triceps, your shoulders are blown up by the time you get there, what we want you to think about is just the weight shifting drill. So all you're doing is you're lifting your shoulder, you're moving, you're not necessarily having to pick your arm up, bend it and move it, you're just kind of weight shifting through your shoulders and through your core to help you get just a couple more feet if that's all you really need through this workout. Also, something that we think would help out when you're doing your dumbbell overhead lunges is first do a body weight section. So take the 25 feet in front of you, do the lunges at what a normal distance would be if you had the weight and see how many steps that takes you to go from one line to the next. 
So for example, if that's eight or nine steps, start to count in your head and know that you, you know where you're at when you're almost done. You can take that little break, turn around, and then go for your next set, all right? But the biggest thing is, is that if it's an, an odd number like nine, 11, however many steps that takes you, try and see if you can alternate reps because what's gonna happen over those four 25 foot down and backs is you're gonna obviously be working one leg a little bit more than the other if you're always starting, let's say, with your right leg because then you're ending with your right leg too and then you're gonna start with your right leg again when you turn around. So try and find that even consistent pace and a straight line of walking so that way you know how many steps till you get to the finish line, how many steps till you cross, um, and the weight's not too heavy, so if you really have to lunge really far forward to get that last rep, hey, do that, guys, let's go. Don't sleep on this workout. This one is gonna be a burner. This one is gonna be a hard one, and especially if you can do all the movements, you're gonna have to push a little bit through each movement here, and especially the stuff that you're stronger at, you're probably gonna have to move faster on as well. So keep the smooth cadence on the dumbbell lunges, on the dumbbell step-ups, and then be smart on the strict handstand push-ups. For this workout, mobility-wise, just make sure that you're really getting good overhead position, shoulders, thoracic mobility is there, um, hips and hamstrings, obviously you're gonna be doing a lot of unilateral work, you're gonna have to be getting the knee above the hip for those step-ups, Obviously, if you're a little bit taller, maybe a little easier for you guys. Hey, we're gonna have a suggested warm-up posted for you guys below, so make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. This one's gonna be fun, guys. Let's see what you can do. This one would also, I think, would be an easy one to redo, right? I don't think anybody's gonna be really, truly taxed from this type of workout, um, and obviously, as you're going through this one, it's kind of a gamble uh, when you're going through the strict handstand push-ups. For example, if you go through this first time and you're gonna say, I'm gonna break off sets of 10, I'm gonna do five sets of 10, and then you end up fatiguing and then having to go to fives and threes, maybe you start with that from the beginning, you go through this whole thing again, and you do it again as three handstand push-ups at a time and see how far that gets you, all right? Something to think about. This one I don't think is gonna be super taxing for a lot of people, um, but who knows? Hey. Good luck on 19.3. We'll see you guys for 19.4.